Sean Sewell with the Ingimit.com podcast. It is December 14th, 2022, and this previous weekend we had our fifth annual Beacon Bash. This is the event I've been talking about in the podcast, uh, as well as on social media and uh, at our group of events. What it was, was a, uh, was a great success. Hundreds of people turned out at the base of Winter Park, uh, Winter Park Ski Resort here in Colorado. They um, offered to host it at their ski base. So usually we have it pre-season before the resorts are open and before people really start recreating in the backcountry. So usually beginning of November. And we would host it in an empty parking lot. And, you know, hundreds of people show up and we practice our beacon skills. And we have multiple um, beacon parks set up. We have a fundraiser with an enormous amount of raffle gifts. And... Um, we have search and rescue uh, doing demonstrations. We have the dog search and rescue teams doing demonstrations. We have guides from Colorado Avalanche Guides, or Colorado Adventure Guides, I should say, uh, demonstrating um, rescue techniques as well as what goes into their backpacks and what goes into repair kits and so forth. It's, it's a fantastic event. It's free. It's family-friendly, uh, dog-friendly apparently too. And it's just a really great time uh, and it's a great opportunity to learn if you're backcountry curious, a uh, great opportunity to practice your skills if you are, you know, advanced or intermediate. Great place to mentor others as well, as well as meet up with other people and um, find new partners to go tour with. How the Beacon Bash started was five years ago, my good friend Will Coleman and Wade Langaster sent me a message saying, hey, we should really practice our skills before the season starts. Do you want to meet up in a parking lot, uh, maybe top a birthday pass and go practice? I was like, heck yeah, that sounds like a great time. And uh, I believe his will had the idea of just putting in our backcountry ski and snowboard group. And um, it was very well received. And next thing I know, we have like 150 people RSVP'd. We didn't anticipate that. We thought it would be the three of us, maybe six of us if we brought a partner. And we just practice some skill sets, have a, a sandwich and maybe a beer and call it a good day. So uh, it spiraled into this amazing grassroots event and people um, all chipped in to make it an incredible experience. And it was such a great success uh, leading up to the, the meetup, as we thought it was going to be, that turned into this annual event. Uh, companies caught wind of it and started donating products. Weston got involved right away. Uh, Rab, um, I, I don't want to try and list the, the companies, but there's a lot. You can see our flyer for it. It was incredible. Um, maybe two dozen companies. And um, I did a little fitness demonstration on the mountain fitness school, swinging kettlebells and uh, teaching people how to do Turkish get-ups in the snow while it snowed. It, it was a beautiful event. We have pictures up on the website, and I'll put a link below so you can see the very first one, the first Beacon Bash. Next year, um, Loveland Ski Area asked if we can host it there. So we had a parking lot there, uh, even bigger turnout, amazing. Uh, it just grew and grew and grew. We raised several thousand dollars of that event for the Colorado Avalanche Information Center, which is our, our state's forecasting center for snow safety. Um, a lot of states have their own. Um, there's one in the Northwest, uh, Pacific Northwest, uh, NWAC, uh, Utah, um, other states as well in other regions as well. And um, they're all taking note at this time too. They're like, wow, this, this could be a thing we could do. Year four was of course, uh, no, year three was COVID. Year four, we had it back at Mary Jane. It was a huge success. 
And this year we had it uh, at the base of Winter Park. And um, I can go on and on about how amazing it was. It really was. Being in front of these people, seeing their excitement, meeting them for the first time, or seeing them uh, after a couple years of, of hiatus of seeing people in person, uh, and just getting people really excited about practicing. And oh, just it's amazing. I'll, I'll put some pictures below and um, some videos as well. And it was really awesome this time. Uh, I, I was selling raffle tickets with Wade, and you know we sell we're selling tickets. We're doing really good. Um, and then um, my buddy drops off uh, his very large dog, a Burmese Mountain Dog. It's a beautiful dog, Lulu. And so everybody wants to meet Lulu. So then that brings in more people. So then we raise even more money, and I'm selling um, you know arms length and wingspan length of tickets. And then my good friend. Um, Aaron Rose brings his daughter, Arabella. Arabella Rose has been involved with Engearment, and Aaron has since, day, uh, well, probably not day one, but like the first week of Engearment. And so her and uh, Wade's daughter, Peyton, and I formed up this great alliance, and those girls crushed it. They sold so many tickets. I'll put pictures of them uh, selling tickets below. It's, it was absolutely incredible. So uh, long-winded, very excited um, response on what the Beacon Bash is. Uh, and hats off to Ben Hilly from Weston. He did the heavy lifting, all the organizing and um, getting the uh, booths and tents and everything set up and getting everything organized with Winter Park. And so we couldn't have done it without Ben Hilly from Weston. And the beautiful thing is, um, two years ago, Wade and I decided we're going to pass it off to Ben and the Weston team because it's grown into something bigger than Wade and I can, can handle, even as a team. So Weston has the capacity to not only facilitate this event but they can bring it to other areas so we have a few more beacon bashes coming up i think brighton uh new mexico uh, a few more i think three or four more this year and we'll have even more next year so it's a beautiful thing to have this whole thing come alive grow into um, a, a system that we can replicate and take other places to help more people get them educated and raise more money for those local avalanche information centers it's a beautiful thing so um i'm uh, you know i didn't even sleep the, the night after the event i was so worked up and so on cloud nine it was just incredible incredible stuff what else has happened since the last time we had a podcast well quite a bit i actually have a meeting tomorrow with uh gopro they reached out to work on a project together can't tell you what it is i had to sign an nda um, but it's very exciting, something I've been wanting to work on for a long time, and I'm very honored they reached out to, to me to work on this project. God, I want to tell you guys so bad, but I can't. NDAs are there for a reason, so stay tuned for that. Um, Gore-Tex reached out as well. They sent over a care package uh, just out of camera site right here uh, with some be new Gore-Tex um, membrane. So uh, very curious about that. So we're actually going to have Gore-Tex on this podcast in less than a month to go over that new membrane and uh, what all it entails and uh, who it's for, how it works, all that good stuff. So stay tuned for that Gore-Tex episode coming up here um, in a few weeks. We're going to do it here in, in December, but it's just too busy with everybody with holidays and everything going on. True. We work with True quite a bit. Um, I've been a big fan of their stuff. We've talked about their, their pocket tees, my favorite t-shirt ever. Send over the new Cosmic Jacket Primo and the True Truth Bib Primo. So it's a brand new uh, for this year. New materials, all recycled materials. So we have uh, video reviews up on those. 
Patagonia sent over both of their backcountry ski backpacks, the Snowdrifter 30 and the Descensionist 40. So the 30 uh, is up already, and the 40 I was going to shoot today, but I just didn't get to the mountains. It was too effing windy, too. It would have been a horrible video for you guys. But uh, it is a nice backpack, and I've been using it uh, last month and a half, both of them back and forth. Uh, so I'll do a comparison video between the Snowdrifter and the Descensionist 40 as well. Uh, Jolbo sent over... This is going to blur your mind. Well, it blew my mind. Some goggles. The, I think the Sirius goggles, which we really like those shapes. But they have a new lens that is a 0 to 4. Yeah, 0 to 4. That means it goes from being completely clear to glacier level tint and everything in between. That's pretty sweet. Um, gosh, there's arcade belts. Man, we love arcade belts. Arcade actually donated a bunch of belts to the raffle for the Beacon Bash. Thank you very much. I first met Cody Townsend in 2015 and uh, when he founded Arcade with his colleagues. And uh, he gave me my first arcade belt and I've been wearing it ever since. So... Um, Really big fans of it. In fact, uh, everybody on the team for Engagement has an uh, arcade belt or two or three. I have like five or six. Uh, and Ryan Humphreys just recently did a review on their Grateful Dead collection. He's a big deadhead, Mr. Humphreys. So we got that going. Our um, Hebrew brother, Modest Cecil, uh, our avid fly fisherman, did a great review on the Patagonia Slate Sky jacket. That will be up here um, very soon, probably tomorrow or the next day. And... Um, I'm learning more about cameras all the time. Uh, currently, if you're watching this YouTube uh, podcast, this is a, a Panasonic uh, with a 15 millimeter prime lens. That's why it has a little bit of a blurrier background. But uh, I usually use Sony cameras when I'm shooting the content reviews, and they're just awesome for autofocus, and that's what I care about. Can I push record? Will it work? And will it look decent? Or, or good, hopefully. Uh, so my go-to camera has been the a7 IV for the last six, seven months, and I love it. It's a great camera. The new newest version of cameras that came out was the A7R5. And um, the big claim there is it's got this new processor and AI and eight stops of stabilization, which is great. So that should be really buttery and smooth. Um, and then the, the four, the A7 IV, has five stops, which is, eh, it's okay. Um, but most of the time I try and use it locked off, not walking and talking. If I walk and talk, hopefully I use a gimbal to keep it nice and stable so it doesn't make you guys nauseous. But um, anyways, I googled and looked and looked and looked, trying to find a comparison between the five stops of stabilization on the A7 IV and the eight stops on the uh, A7R5. There wasn't any. Everybody's talking about it in theory, but nobody did it. So I went and bought the camera, and I shot side-by-side -side footage to show uh, others out there. Hopefully, will appreciate that real-life situation of those cameras. And is it worth the extra money? Um, so yeah, I just put that up today. Hopefully, that's a, a good resource for people out there and saves them some time and money. Um, that's kind of the basis of what we do here with the gearment. We look for answers, and if the answers aren't there, we go create a video and a write-up to answer that question. So as you can tell, a lot to cover, a lot to look forward to. Uh, meeting with GoPro tomorrow, the podcast with Gore-Tex in a few weeks, a um, bunch of Patagonia stuff, a bunch of really cool stuff from other writers going on as well. A lot to look forward to. As we go through this holiday season, I uh, probably won't do an episode just because I was busy with Hanukkah and Christmas and um, New Year's and my birthday is the day after Christmas. I'm going to take that day off completely from any any contact and creation. I'm just going to be in the mountains and split board. So uh, if I don't talk to you guys until next year, I have a happy new year as well. 
Um, if you're a subscriber, I appreciate it. We have the most amount of new subscribers, about 600 new subscribers this month. So uh, if you're new, welcome to the channel. If you're an OG, thanks for all the years of support. Love you. Um, until next time, take care.